0: content, etc. I'm your host, Mitch Sims. Let's get started. First, to go through and start out, thank you all for joining us, and especially you, Summer. Thank you very much for uh, offering to go through and jump on with something that's brand new, semi-untested. Uh, Christy was the first one to walk over the hot coals, and I appreciate you being second. Uh, to start out, how's your morning going? Oh, well. there you go.
1: Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I kind of been promptly caffeinated. <laughs> I see some <laughs> coffee cups. How's sure. yours?
0: I was going to say, I, I'm doing all right. I woke up a little bit early this morning. Um, I was supposed to have this fancy microphone uh, for the conversation with Christy and it didn't come in. So I got nervous and had to get to the office early to make sure that it was tested. Right. I wasn't going to blow anyone's eardrums out. Uh, but you know, outside of that, it seems like a typical morning with about three cars on the road on my, uh, nice little two mile long commute to work. So <laughs> Hi.
1: it's a ghost town out there.
0: It is. It is. Well, guys, welcome everybody to Coffee Content, etc. This morning, uh, we're going to go through and interview our. Um, we're going to go through and interview Summer Wires, and we're going to go through and talk about mental health and isolation. Before we do, I wanted to go through and give a brief introduction of Summer. So, this is someone who I feel like doesn't need much of a background and also as a director of HR probably knows way too much in general about the human mind and how people operate. So that being said, uh, she is a licensed professional counselor within the state of Oklahoma and the director of human resources for Merrick Healthcare. Uh, Has worked in, you know, many community mental health uh, areas, day treatment, private practice, and corporate settings. She's also an INFP and Enneagram 3. And a coach on High Five. Um, She's actually going to graduate with the, Summer, correct me if I'm wrong, the actual date to be determined because of, obviously, what's going on out there right now. But with her MBA in HR, it was supposed to be in May. Uh, And then, of course, spends her free time with her husband and three busy children. Summer, did I miss anything?
1: Um, No, that was a good overview there.
0: So kind of the overview for today, really what I'd like to do is just have a general conversation around, you know, mental health, especially in the area of isolation. Uh, Right now, when we're all sitting at home, we're taken away from the typical way that we go through and communicate with one another, uh, whether it's in the office setting, you know, seeing people at our, you know, local convenience stores on our way to work, you know, whatever it might be, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit more challenging for a lot of us that aren't used to going through and working from home. And so, to start out for our uh, audience today, Summer, just give me kind of a broad overview of what is mental health.
1: So I, mean, I think that's a great question because we hear that buzzword quite a bit, especially in the media. Um, basically, mental health is made up of our feelings, thoughts, and. A- behaviors, and it involves um, ourselves as well as others, because it has to do with our internal psychological state, as well as our social interactions. Um, So if you're human, chances are your mental health has taken a lot of ups and downs throughout the years, whether or not one is aware. And really, I feel strongly that we should be looking at mental health the same way that we look at physical health. Um, It's pretty much a brief overview of mental
0: health. So that leads me into, you know, another point, you know, with physical health, you know, we go in, we get flu shots, checkups, you know, all these different things, whether they're annual, they're seasonal to go through and make sure that we can continue working day to day. So help me understand why is taking care of mental health important?
1: Denying mental health is a priority can produce a lot of negative consequences and um, by trying to push feelings away or even make them bigger than they are we tend to slip into negative thinking and then that segues us right into negative behaviors and then that that seems to be the biggest consequence is when other people start to see that we're struggling and and our our day-to-day life starts to suffer but really the real story here here is that I I feel like a lot of times the only reason that most of us actually do something about our mental health is because someone that we love or our organization might be affected negatively. Um, I always tell clients and employees that it's like this. When you're on an airplane, they always tell you to put on your oxygen mask before assisting others. If you think about it, that's because if you pass out, you're no good to anybody. So, if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of others. And sometimes um, we can go along in life believing that we have to sacrifice ourselves constantly. But what we need to do is um, really pay attention to ourselves so that we are giving the best version of ourselves to others. It's not really even about us.
0: Wow, that was a wonderful and powerful analogy. Um, I, I don't know if you could have said that any better. So, uh, going through and talking about the situation that we're in today, Uh, with, you know, isolating ourselves, how can social isolation go through and play a role in impacting mental health?
1: So I think it's multifaceted. Um, What seems maybe obvious is that we need people in our lives. Um, The company of others has the ability to reassure us, Um, but also at the core of this situation, this is stressful this whole thing, we have no precedent to follow. And there's really a lot of fear and uncertainty in our world. And it's unlike what we have seen in this generation. Um, I think that there's a perceived loss of freedom. Um, Several people that I've talked to really don't understand why all of this is happening, even people that are really well informed. I, I think Everyone's kind of confused and just kind of scrambling to do their best. And I think anytime that we feel out of control, our mental health can suffer. Um, Even people that are true introverts that appreciate the time that they are spending away from people might struggle because it's a routine change. Now, I'm an INFP, the I means introvert. But that really um, is characteristic of an introverted extrovert. I need that time with people, I enjoy quality time, but when I'm done, I'm done. And um, that's why I feel like I am personally struggling right now is because I don't have an escape. Um, Feeling a little bit trapped at times, but um, there are ways to combat that. And um, maybe you have some questions about that, Mitch?
0: Yeah, so I was gonna say, Tell me, you know, right now, in you know an area of isolation, what can we be doing to go through and be proactive about taking care of our mental health?
1: So you cut out just a little bit, but I think you said something about being proactive and taking care of ourselves. Is that correct? You got it. Okay. Um, I think I have a long list of that, um, but at its at its core, I think it's really important to realize that we need to be proactive in preventing mental health issues, um, let's compare it to a physical ailment. Let's talk about COVID-19. We need to work hard to wash our hands and stay away from others to prevent this coronavirus. Now, if we happen to get the virus, we need to work to treat it, right? We can do all we can to prevent it, but we may get it. Um, The prevention piece is something to work toward. Um, Everyone is different. So, some of these may be fluff to you, uh, some of these ideas that I might have, but um, I think the point is that we really need to spend time figuring out what strengthens our mental health. We have an opportunity to do that because we have some extra time that we're not filling with commutes and other things that we would be doing if we were out and about. <coughs> Excuse me, my allergies are also bad. No um You're okay. these are, it's not corona um these are some ideas that i have um i guess uh i could say that we really need to learn more about relationship boundaries and put them into place uh, to protect our mental health and i mean there is a conversation or two or three or a million that i could have about boundaries i think it's um something that's really important and something that people need to look into independently um exercise it's a lot more than endorphins Um, Look up information on how bilateral stimulation can help us to rewire our brains. That is why exercise I feel is very important. Um, There are a lot of reasons obviously that it is, but that's maybe something unknown. Um, Look it up, bilateral stimulation. Uh, FaceTime, video chat with friends, family, coworkers. They're likely in your shoes and probably need to see your face and hear your voice. Um, apps mindfulness apps mindfulness training is incredibly effective in preventing and and treating mental health concerns. Um, Look up mindfulness in itself. That's another conversation for another day for sure journal Um, Use the notes app on your phone that's what I do and voice to text what you're thinking and feeling Um, be able to look back on this time and see how much you've learned about yourself. And I think that that's a great added bonus. And then um, I'd say uh, figuring out ways to see this time as a series of opportunities and see what really matters. I think that's the biggest thing for me as an individual is that this is an opportunity.
0: I love that saying, seeing this as an opportunity, changing the perspective rather than going through and looking at it as a negative uh, situation, going through and looking as an opportunity for growth, change, whatever it might be. And then um, I love the suggestion on apps to use. I'm a big Headspace user and have been for a while. And I see personally that it provides a lot of value for me in trying to, again, just control my mindset day to day. So, Summer, let's focus in on the role of you know the director of HR. Uh, let's think briefly about the challenges that they're in let alone with just figuring out how to go through and, you know, get employees, whether it's, you know, the tax credits, that the business is going to need to go through and pay for the employees, you know, all that aside, let's talk about the employees in isolation. What can a director of HR today go through and be doing to go through and project some of these ideas into the workforce?
1: So I think this is really dependent on company culture. Um, So as the director of HR for Merrick, I am checking in with everyone individually. And I'm an HR department of one for almost 400 employees. So that's what I mean by company culture is going to be different, just depending on whatever environment you may be in. Um, I think it's important to make sure that they're aware of our EAP program, um, telemedicine options, and really just checking, doing some case management. Um, And I think everybody, even if you're not in the business world, if you're in education, if you're managing a household, no matter what it is, we need to be checking on our loved ones um, and seeing if their basic needs are met. I think that's First and foremost a priority, Um, something called Maslow's hierarchy of needs is very important to remember is that if we don't have our basic needs met, we can't move up the hierarchy and have our our goals of mental health met if we are struggling in other ways and worrying there. Um, So I think management um, and and even just friends and family should be checking in with um, people to um, give them reassurance that they're valuable. I think that's the important thing of face-to-face interaction that we might be missing. And, um, we, uh, I guess, you know, let's it truly just depends on the the situation and kind of take an anonymous temperature of the organization. If you're in a position of leadership, um, if you haven't already and maybe doing some surveys. Um, yeah.
0: So let's say there's a manager concerned about an employee what are some ways that a manager could go about making sure that that employee gets taken care of all the while making sure that, you know, they're doing it in the appropriate manner?
1: I think that's a really good question. It's kind of one of those things that we tiptoe around in terms of mental health. Um, One of the reasons that mental health is such a concern is that sometimes it's a life or death situation and maybe you're in a position where you're um, maybe the only point of contact for a person or one of the major point of contacts for a person. Um, I think it's important to just ask open-ended questions. And if someone's struggling with performance, that can be an indicator, but we really shouldn't be getting to that point. We should have established a relationship with an employee or a friend or a family member Um, where something like this in isolation is um, just a minor blip on the radar. Um, It shouldn't be out of sight, out of mind. Um, I think we should remain empathetic and um, maybe not ask probing questions and let them lead you. So just asking questions about basically how's, how's everything going in your house? You have everything that you need, like I said before.
0: Just making sure that we're taking care of one another is what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. so and to the audience if you have questions for summer make sure that you get those into the chat box and we'll go through and answer those here shortly so obviously this is a challenging time for everybody let alone hr but summer what would you say from a resources standpoint need to be in hr's tool belt over the next few weeks and months to help with isolation, depression, anxiety, you know, all these different uh, feelings, emotions, um, et cetera, that employees might have.
1: So I know that your question was HR focused, but um, I think it's important that everyone develop a mental health toolkit ASAP. Um, I think this is another one of those moments of opportunity where we have we have this open field of, of learning possibilities. I think anyone who works in a business, runs a household, maybe even has a pulse, um, should start to understand how attention to mental health in ourselves and those around us builds resilience. And then resilience is what's going to see us through the coming days, being able to bounce back. Um, I think it's important that we start working toward developing emotional intelligence um, which Mitch, I think you know a thing or two about. I may have gone to a presentation. <laughs> um, there, there are a lot of books out there that are strong guides. Uh, I would say one of my favorites isn't necessarily titled "Emotional Intelligence," but um, you should promptly get a hold of everyone listening today. Should get a hold of a copy called "The Fearless Organization." It's by Amy Edmondson, and this discusses psychological safety in the workplace. Um, it's a great building block if you're in any position in an organization or in life. Um, if you operate as a human on earth, you need to read this book. I was supposed to present on this at the OKHR conference in April, but sadly, we're we're not going to be able to do that until later on in the year. But I, I, I do plan to present on it. Um, And I really hope that you will join me. It's still going to be at seven o'clock in the morning. So you've got to be a morning person in order to appreciate it. But I think another thing is that it's important now more than ever to communicate. And we're going to have to be really intentional about that. I don't just mean um, communicate our needs, especially if you're in management. Don't just tell people what you need. Um, It's easy just to keep it short and, and keep it to I need you to do this or, um, go out and do this. It's, um, we need to remember that we are reminding, we need to remind people that they ex- we you know, that they exist. Um, I can remember when I moved out of town, it was so much easier for friends to fall out of touch, even though we had technology to keep us close out of sight. Like I said, should not be out of mind. And then I think, um, we should remember that, you know, mental health issues can lead to serious life-threatening issues, um, especially in terms of employment. There is a lot of um, job loss going on right now, and a lot of us maybe listening to this conversation right here might, might be involved with that. That's, that's the sad part. And that, that can be difficult for us to witness, but um, it's important that we're offering them every, every tool that we can if we've got an EAP, Um, We've got other community resources that can help with prevention of self-harm, suicide, um, you know, even looking out for um, just anger issues, just really paying attention to detail and people and caring because layoffs are happening. uh, But it's that resilience that I talked about um, that we we need to help people build and build within ourselves that will help us bounce back.
0: So, Summer, that was a wonderful wrap up. And I almost feel like I'm cheating you asking you this question next. But <laughs> on top of that, is there anything else that you would add?
1: Well, I mean, um, oh, gosh, we could talk for a long time about this. But um, yeah. I think it's important that we talk a little bit about the the working from home specifically. Um, we don't have any final stats, obviously, because this is we're, we're still in this um, on what the pandemic has pushed into practice. But Um, I think we know that a lot of people are working from home. Uh, There was a study in late 2019 that I uh, came across and it said that 62% of workers said that they could work from home if needed. So if that gives us a picture of how many people might be working from home now that didn't before, uh, that's a really big percentage knowing that someone can work from home. They likely are right now. Um, Plus, working from home means more work. Um, I've seen a lot of data that very clearly demonstrate that as people begin to delve into working from home, they're logging more hours. Some data points say that there's like a 40% jump in our work days. And it can be for a variety of reasons. I mean, we don't really know yet, but um, I think there need to be boundaries that we need to set in our remote work. Um, We're not going out and living life the same way and there's no real hard line separation between what we do and who we are. And it's safe to say that this can probably impact our mental health in terms of identity. And who are we if we don't have our careers? What escape do we have if we're isolated work? And we need to draw those lines if we want to experience a more balanced way of life. going outside, just going outside, going in in your backyard, on your balcony. Um, If you do have children, um, maybe finding something for them to do independently, um, just changing up your routine and and reminding yourself that you're human during this time, you're not a machine, I think is more important than ever.
0: That was wonderful. Um, So that book, again, is The Fearless Organization. For everybody that is uh, attending and listening to Summer, I'll go through and buy a copy for you guys. We'll send out a survey and get a uh, some contact information so we can make sure and send it out for you guys. But um, that book sounds wonderful. I haven't read it yet, Summer, but I look forward to it. Uh, feel free, guys. Uh, this is going to be our last chance to go through and ask questions for Summer. So, uh, Summer, can you tell us a little bit about the work that Merrick does?
1: Absolutely. We are a nationwide network of substance abuse treatment outpatient facilities and what we do is we help with the opioid crisis Mm -hmm. and we provide uh, maintenance medication as well as counseling and therapy case management um, and other services. We're a very people-centered organization. What we believe is that the client is the focus and that is I mean, that, that, that's what I love about Merrick is that they, they believe that it's not about pushing people in and out. They really care about each individual patient.
0: So Summer, we have a question here. So what do you think it is as far as the role of the organization to establish more clear boundaries between work-life balance? And I'm assuming that that means as we're working from home currently.
1: I think that's a great question. And once again, I think it really depends on the company culture already. Um, I think that having an honest conversation with people on a group and an individual level is really important to get their feedback of what they think is inappropriate or appropriate, uh, because each workday is going to look different. And I think that really being clear about expectations is very, very important. It's crucial um, the more predictable that we are as leaders and as, um, as followers, the, the better things are just being really, really clear about what's expected um, and what we're willing to do, what works for us. And as Christy said before, just being, uh, being in a position to offer grace and be flexible, um, I think that's really important, but also maybe putting stuff in writing um, as far as expectations and um, being, being able to have that conversation about whether or not that's okay for an employee could be really important.
0: Summer, that's wonderful. Well, I think that wraps us up today. Um, Summer, thank you so much for joining us and everybody else. Um, I'm going to go fill up my cup of coffee because I've run out just as anticipated. But uh, I wanted to give our hosts next week, our uh, attendees next week, a plug. Uh, I've got uh, David Emberthama and uh, Plexus joining us to go through and talk about EAP programs and other special programs that could go through and not only help your organization, but your employees, kind of like Summer alluded to. And then also I have Heidi Hartman, who's going to go through and talk about emotional intelligence, which Summer, again, you also alluded to. So... This is all gonna feed well uh, into the situation that we're all working in. And so Summer, thank you again for joining us and uh, look forward to continued conversations with the professionals here in Oklahoma and Arkansas. You guys have a wonderful day, everybody stay safe.
1: Thanks for joining us everybody.